listening to the Morning Buzz here, 90.3 WMSC, Upper Montclair. My favorite part about that is that when I did that, I just saw the headphone knobs all be turned back up after I screamed. Absolutely. And it's even better because Lara put hers on after I screamed. Nice voice Bro, crack. I'm I really glad I didn't hear it through the right. headphones. <laughs> yeah, I did that. I was like, I don't think you did it again. I was just going to say that, but you know what? I didn't want, I didn't want to be too hard on you this morning. That's no, okay. I told you this yesterday. It takes a lot to actually hurt me. Anyway, we have a show today. On our show today, we're going to be talking about a lot. We're going to be talking about the censor of a Republican representative in the House of Representatives. I forgot what that was called. Good we're going job. to talk about what Florida man did this time. And an interview with Professor Keith Green about the world of PR. Well, and I used to be a PR major. I know. Oh. You told me yesterday. Yeah. No, I told you before that, too. Did you? No, she didn't. Newscast. Kelly, do it. Right. Kelly Marr. I have to say her last name. Kelly Marr. Kanan Shaman will serve 41 months in prison as he stormed the Capitol back on January 6th. Chansley was described as a public face of the riot. Jacob Chansley said, quote, I admit to the world I was wrong. I have no excuses. My behavior was indefensible, end quote. Officials say federal financing for the 11.6 billion gateway rail tunnel under the Hudson River could be in place by the end of 2022. The construction is estimated to be completed by 2035. Ball Creek Rural Verk said, quote, we are looking to enter into engineering next year and hope to get a federal full funding grant by December and a summer of 2023 start, end quote. There, there will be a soft launch event for MSU's native land acknowledgement. The panel discussion will include a reflection on how K through 12 schools and teachers can do more to support indigenous people and communities. This will be at 7 p.m. today in University Hall. Today's forecast is sunny with a high of 64 and a low of 41. The humidity level is 77% with an AQI of 60. So the air quality is moderate. I give it about a B plus. The weather? Oh, we're, oh, we're grading. Oh, we're, we're grading. The I weather? was mentally great, but now I'm telling you. Well, I'm, no, I'm kidding. I no, I'm just kidding, Kelly. It's an A plus. It's always an A plus for you. Appreciate it. Of course. Oh, I thought you I'm were grading to... the weather. You, you and Sal always get A pluses. <laughs> I'm glad to know right. that the air quality is moderate. That's different. Yeah, it's from... moderate. Yeah, it's not good today. It's right. Moderate. I was I was gonna say that. Yep. <laughs> How do we judge? Are you judging air quality? me? Absolutely. And making and judging what I tell her to put into the script. You're making ex- like just crucial eye contact with me. Because I'm asking. All right, anyway, sportscast <laughs> Tanner Price. A rematch of Super Bowl 51 takes place tonight as the New England Patriots travel to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. The Falcons are seen as massive underdogs, so don't expect the Falcons to have a big lead. That could be good, as we know how that went last time. Sorry, Falcons fans. (laughs) (laughs) That that was good. I like that. The Knicks couldn't use their magic. The Knicks couldn't use their their magic in Orlando last night, losing 104 to 98. New York fell to 8 and 7 with the loss. RJ Barrett led the team with 17 points, 9 rebounds, and 5 assists. Across town, the Nets defeated the Cleveland Cavaliers. 109 to 99. James Harden led the Nets with 27 points, 10 rebounds, and seven assists. A much needed performance for the struggling veteran. Brooklyn improved to 11 and 5 with the win. The Rangers look for their fifth straight win tonight when they travel up north for a bout with the Toronto Maple Leafs. These two met a month ago in Toronto with the Rangers winning by a score of 2 to 1 in overtime. The Devils take on the Florida Panthers tonight at 7. New Jersey looks to rebound following a heartbreaking four-shootout loss to the Rangers on Sunday. But the Panthers are a tough team to face, especially at home, 
However, the Devils beat the Panthers seven and th- seven to three nine days ago. Sorry, Yankees fans, no Cy Young for Garrett Cole this year. Blue Jays pitcher Robbie Ray has won the award nearly unanimously with 29 first place votes. Corbin Burns won on the National League side. Corbin Blue. Deep in the heart of Texas is where Justin Verlander has decided to stay. The Astros ace reportedly signed, reportedly agreed to a one-year $25 million contract yesterday with an option for a second year worth worth the same value. The Yankees and Mets reportedly had interest, but ultimately he stays in H-Town. The MSU men's basketball team dominated Valley Forge yesterday by a final score of 115-73, to a true team effort with six players recording 11 or more points for the Red Hawks. The boys are back. The boys are back in action this Saturday at Centenary University. Thank you, Tanner, for the sportscast. Let's move on to our top story of the day: the House censors Republican representative for a violent video in a rare rebuke. So the House voted Wednesday to censor Republican representative Paul Gozer of Arizona for posting an animated video that depicted him killing Democratic representative Alexandria Ocasio Cortez with a sword. Calling the video a clear threat to a lawmaker's life, Democrats argued Gozer's contact conduct would not be tolerated in any other workplace and shouldn't be in Congress. The vote to censor Gozer and also remove him from his House committee assignments was approved by a vote of 223 to 207, which, if you ask me, is entirely way too close. And it was done almost entirely along party lines. Republicans Liz Cheney of Wyoming and Adam Kinzinger of Illinois were the only ones to vote in favor of the censor. Gozer had deleted the tweet days ago amid the criticism, but he he retweeted the tweet late Wednesday, shortly after the vote was made. I smooch my head. This, like, listen, you can go. uh, How do you think to post something like that? It's a question of don't think. I'm, I'm sorry. No, exactly. It's... And they can't say anything because y'all remember Kathy Griffin with her little headless Trump man stunt. The thing, the way they ripped into her. I feel like there's a difference. With, the thing that bothers me the most here is the fact that it was a close vote. That's what I was yeah. just gonna say. Yeah. Who? This should have been what's that? Four thirty to zero. Yeah. This is. I don't understand why it inexcusable. was inexcusable. Exactly. I don't understand why it was just so close. This proves it's, it's someone, it's someone, a, someone in their workplace killing another person in their workplace. That's like that's how, a, do, how, how do you how do you that's expect, like how do you threatening Lara? This is like unacceptable. Yeah, it's oh like that. <laughs> in any other example, in any other place, it would be that would be you're fired automatically. We don't have to even go to a vote to do that. Yeah, that's another good point. There's no code of conduct that's, oh, you have to do this. If you do this, you're out. There's nothing like that. The closest to that is stuff for kind of like impeachment, but that's for the president. I don't know if there's that for the House or anything. But this is here. Only two Republicans voted in favor of it. Yep. Just two. I talked about this, I think, was it? It might have been last week's buzz, but the way politicians do stuff that anyone else gets a clear and cut like you do this you get fired all they get is a slap on the wrist yeah and that's just not okay why do we need a vote to decide whether or not you're going to be held accountable right you should be kicked out 
of whatever of and never be allowed to go back to like any office ever because of that. The thing that and then he tw- and then he retweeted it again after criticism because he didn't care. He was like so hoping he, so he could save clearly, his job. Clearly, he didn't care about it. So something that has to ha- be highlighted here is that this proves the importance of party lines and voting and in democracy because we all know this to a certain degree and it's something i mean we see it with things such as the quote-unquote late night voting because that's what it was called when john adams back in the 17 1800s put a whole bunch of supreme court judges in the last minutes it's similar to that in that this is all on party lines this is that's what determines everything and we've come to a point where i feel as though we have started not even accounting for common decency. This isn't even common decency. This is just civility. Don't threaten your coworkers. Don't threaten your coworkers. That, That's the you would be charged line. with harassment, likely. And it, you would never be able to work in that company again. You wouldn't find a job for a very long time. The fact it's not fair that he's not getting the punishments that other people would get. Yeah. Because I've worked with people that got fired for making jokes, like casual jokes that I didn't even think were that bad. Like corporate would swoop down and be like, no, nope, unacceptable. We don't tolerate that at our um, happy McDonald's family. This is Get corporate out. addressing itself at the highest level. It's but Pretty it's much. like then you go on Congress, and you like you can like go out and make yeah. a statement like that. Job is if okay. I got if I got elected in, like I can just do whatever I want. I guess that's that's what I'm getting from this. But that but the, if with this, it it just keeps on making me think back to the having so little regard for being a I don't even want to say good person, just being a person really because that. You don't have to be a good person to do that. This is just the least that we are asked to do. Imagine the bare minimum to be asked. Don't threaten your coworkers. That's the bare minimum in this case. I wonder how she's feeling. Exactly. I'm sure she... I can't even imagine. Let's move on to the next story. Why? I will gladly bring you the next story. That's why I said your name. Cool. U.S. overdose deaths dropped 100,000 in one year. An estimated 100,000 Americans died of drug overdoses in one year, a never-before-seen milestone that health officials say is tied to the COVID-19 pandemic and a more dangerous drug supply. Overdose deaths have been rising for more than two decades, accelerated in the past two years, and then jumped nearly 30% in the last year. President Joe Biden called it a tragic milestone in a statement. As administration officials pressed Congress to devote billions of dollars to more to address the problem, Experts believe the top drivers of overdose deaths are growing per, um, by, wow, that's words. <laughs> yeah. Which left many drug users societally isolated, unable to get treatment for other support. Drug overdoses now surpass deaths from car crashes, guns, and even flu pneumonia. The total uh, is close for that, that diabetes is the nation's number seven cause of death. Do they hmm. specify what specific drugs are doing the majority of it, or do they? No, I think it's necessarily. Just no it's it's uh, it's an overall. However, they say that they believe that it's 
due to the prevalence of fentanyl and <clears throat> which fentanyl when it's in the drug supply it's not so typically mm-hmm. on purpose it's usually laced with fentanyl and people buy for example they'll buy marijuana and it'll be laced with that and they'll smoke fentanyl and die it's just sad <sighs> yeah now I want to bring up the topic of drug regulation here. So how do we feel about the regulation of drugs? I know that in the 2020 elections that I think it may have been Washington legalized all drugs Mm. or some state did recreationally and had it in a moderate form. And I've done research on this just out of curiosity. Mm. And this is the kind of thing that when done correctly, and there are European countries that do this, when done correctly, it can be beneficial for the people because it's regulated. And if they have to get what they physically need, because at this point it is a physical need if they go without Mm -hmm. it. And that's not a good thing, but they do, their system relies on it. doesn't mean that's good, but that gives them a safe supply Mm -hmm. of what's necessary. I think it's not necessary, but they feel like it's necessary. Mm -hmm. I think it's like you said, when done correctly it can work mm. i do have strong opinions that the quote-unquote war on drugs has been weaponized over the years like we've seen it people has. go away for you could kill someone and go away for a shorter amount of time than you could if a cop caught you with like a baggie of marijuana mm. and that to me always stood out to me did it make sense to me and it became a question of at this point why are they illegal like i understand why there's regulations to them but i don't understand like making them illegal that's what i never understood it's one of those things where it's like you recognize the need for regulation while also not wanting to go to the extent of banning and there's a lot of things I could go on topics about so much other than drugs that kind of fall into that same line where people don't understand the difference between let's ban it all together and let's make sure you know what you're doing. I just want to give a fact check on something I said before. I knew it was one of the states. I thought it was Washington. It was Oregon that decriminalized all drugs. West Coast, uh, you were in the right area. Yeah, I knew it was one of those. Two. Yeah. just the one. Sorry, thing continue. I, I was done. <laughs> oh. Just the one thing that stood out to me is that the drug overdoses suppress car crashes guns and the flu and pneumonia the way i think about that is that i know there's a statistic it's roughly you have about a one in 60 chance of i don't know if it's getting a car crash in your life or dying in a car crash in your life when you put that in perspective of the overdoses now that they're in a respectable proximity to car crashes you can really see, you can understand, you can gauge just how many people this affects. You can walk into a room of 60 people and one of them, hmm, one of these people will die from an overdose at this current rate. So Kelly, I'm curious about you because drug decriminalization is something that has been going on everywhere. And in Oregon, it's heroin, cocaine, methamphetamine, other drugs, they're all personal use. It's no longer an offense it's against the law. You can't sell them or anything like that. But it's not a fence to own them in huge amounts. Kelly, what do you think? All right. Here's what I think. Well, one, I just read an article the other day that um, and I have it up now is that there 
is overdoses for drugs that people don't know that they're taking. Um, that's one thing. And then, I don't know. I mean, does it, does it surpass the deaths in total? That's what I want to know. Do, does it surpass the deaths in total of carcinogenic guns even and the flu? Um, no, no, it's, it's on yeah, a, no, each are measured separately. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have too much of an opinion on this, to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so Lara, please take us to our next story. You got it. Wall High School Athletic Director placed on leave in aftermath of hazing probe. Wall High School Athletic Director Tom Riddux has been placed on administrative leave, joining three other district employees who also have been suspended in the wake of an ongoing hazing probe of the football team. And his suspension came to light towards the end of Tuesday night's school board meeting when his employee ID number was voted for approval of administrative leave. NJ Advanced Media traced the employee ID number to his through his internet school documents. It's unclear if his paid leave his leave is paid or unpaid, or if it's directly tied to the ongoing hazing probe. Jeez, hazing. Hazing. This is something this that we reported on on Monday. The Monday show reported on this as well. You okay? No, I just made a really bad joke. I didn't hear what the joke was, so let's just pretend it never happened. I said this is really hazy. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. (laughs) So the FIR, I'm confused about hazing in general as a process. Hazing, it it is the oldest form that I can think, not the oldest form, but one of the oldest forms of toxic masculinity that I could think of in male sports and just in general really and i i can't speak to this because obviously i'm a man but i know you did cheer in high school yeah uh, you can correct me if i'm wrong but is there any sort of hazing with female athletics well it honestly not that i've seen in my school lucky enough may it's kind of a tough little i haven't really seen anything with the well i haven't personally but I've heard stories about the seniors and some freshmen, sophomores kind of making them do stuff just to do stuff. I don't know. Yeah. And I remember this. Sorry. Say that Tanner. Oh, I've been around locker rooms like this. I haven't been in like a high school sport locker room, but I could like see how this happens. Like just being, just being in, around some of the people from all these teams, I could see how it how it happens and how they get away with it too. It's a constant cycle that is repeated and yeah. not happened, questioned. And a lot of times it's done so without it happened thinking in, uh what's uh Steyerville a couple of years ago and I guess and nothing really changed there was no nothing really put into effect to change that because we see here it happened again so it did and this is what makes me think it's um it's a comedy tv show but there's an episode it's called my name is earl which is a great <laughs> we, we have a guest in the studio i just saw him chuckle he knows the show i'm talking about <laughs> it's a great show but in my name is earl there's an episode where the two brothers who lead the show they go to a college and they're there for a few days to do something and the one gets taken in by one of the fraternities and he's even pledged and everything and he's at the hazing what do you want to call it? ceremony oh the inti- i would call it an interrogation but i was just going to bring up greek Initiation. life and it's, that's uh, thank you 
Thank you, Professor Green. We'll talk to you in like five minutes. <laughs> um, I'm just going to butt into your sugar. I'm kidding. It works. <laughs> I, I don't care. You get. You made me look smart. Hazing initiation. And he's about to get paddled. And then he stops and he's like, why do you all do this to each other? And they're saying it's because that guy did it to me. And that guy did it to me. And they're all pointing at each other. And then they just start all hitting each other. It's a cycle. While that's meant as a funny moment in TV show, a lot of comedy is based in reality. And that the jokes, they come from somewhere from a sense of truth. That is the case for 99% of jokes. And this is no difference in that somebody on the writer's team, this had to be written into the show. Somebody on the writer's team knows that this is the truth. And I imagine that most of us do. We know that it's cyclical and we know that it's done just for, for lack of a better term, revenge. Yeah. It's one guy I worked with over the summer. He had, he went through something like that with his fraternity goes to Rutgers and he had to back out and he said, I, I can't do this. I, I used to go to Rutgers and I know people there who have done some bad things Yeah, because that, that it gets even worse when it's on a larger level, especially in school like Rutgers. There are dozens of different fraternities there and the school is the biggest, one of the biggest in the country. It's the biggest in the state, one of the biggest in the country. It's huge. It, it is huge. And there's a problem that's not being addressed. Yeah. And it's amazing because on, on certain, I know people who are presidents of fraternities. I know, I guess, two people now and a guy who's also vice president. And these are different schools altogether. And luckily, I haven't heard about hazing in either of those. But in my opinion, the kind of person who promotes hazing and is okay with it and is not only okay with it, but perpetuating it such as being somebody who's in charge of one of these is someone that I personally couldn't trust. Mm -hmm. It's, it's kind of like ordering something, not a hit because that doesn't apply to this, but it's ordering something along the lines to be happening to something to happen to someone. And it's not even you doing it. Yeah. It's blind. It's being a blind bystander. Pretty much. It's not even blind. You're the one that agreed to it. Yeah, exactly. Because I thought about doing Greek life and X, Y, and Z. But at the end of the day, I realized maybe this is not for me. But then I looked into what the deeper issue is. And it's like, oh, you could possibly, this could possibly happen to you, to me, to anybody. And that's not, that's not okay. There are deaths that happen I've, with this. I've, I mean, I've watched, I've watched movies of like, fratern like Animal House. I know that's a comedy movie, but it's real stuff in there. And it's, it shows how some of the, like, how it is in that. There's a scene where they show the initiation thing and I was watching it and I was watching it. And this was about like two months ago. And I, I watched it and I was like, I'm not doing Greek life because I know this could go on mm. so yeah you're a freshman you're completely new to this entire yeah. thing yeah yeah that i mean really there's we could talk about this for the whole two hours but we'd really just be repeating ourselves the entire time so we're gonna move on to our next story this one is about the coronavirus and traveling for the holidays and what will happen in some montclair schools with the coronavirus vaccine now approved for kids ages five and older some students and families are finally having some relief However, Montclair public and private schools remain wary that holiday travel could increase the risk of the virus spreading in their classrooms. And in the case of at least one Catholic school, required quarantines after travel could lead to unexcused absences. 
any absences incurred during this school, during travel or quarantine, after a trip or considered unexcused. And not only that, remote learning is not offered. Jeez. I haven't heard quarantine in a while, if I'm being honest. Hmm. I actually Just didn't think word, about that. Right? Hmm. When we get back to that. Anyway, as for this, I could understand to a certain degree not offering them as excused absences because they are willingly making the assuming it's not something for medical or anything like that. They are willingly making the decision to leave the state and go wherever they are going. However, not offering any kind of remote learning during a mandatory quarantine. I feel like that's a different that's level. Yeah. So I feel it. Let me get this straight. Sorry. So no, you can so, just join us. I don't so care. Cool. So <laughs> This if, is Professor Keith Green so of the, the School Communication and Media, by the way. Families are going out of state. Yes. For whatever, they're on their own choice to go see family. Family, whatever. So yeah. this, when the students come back, and if they share this information, I guess that's really the key, right? Mm-hmm. So if they share this information with the, stu- with the school administrators, then they are being forced to quarantine, meaning they can't come back to school, and they're not being offered a remote learning option. They're not. And I can understand a, a little aggressive. Exactly. I, agree. I can understand a quarantine. They, that, that makes sense. But not offering an option yeah. is completely different. And most of these kids are probably, uh, they probably can't really decide if they're going on vacation or not. It's a, That's a great parents. point. It's not, like, it's, not like, it's not like a spring break where like there'll be college students going down to Miami and stuff. Yeah. These kids probably don't, their parents are like, no, you're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are you gonna so, do if and you as you're a gonna, parent? And you're not gonna put it's you're not gonna put a kid their their family could be going out to um wherever and they're just gonna be staying home because they have to because they have to be in school and that's not for a little... parent for a parent if you want to go to Aruba right and you have a four year old kid. What's gonna do? Leave that kid at home for a week, or you could pay yeah. probably a few hundred dollars for a babysitter on top of that. Hundred. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't have kids. I don't know. Either. I was gonna ask if you were a babysitter, but oh, I don't know. Well, so I imagine. Well, leave. that's not for a four-year-old. That's constant. That's around the clock. That's true. With, with there, that's probably at least a thousand. Yeah. That's living with them for if it's for a week. That's for seven days. That's a lot. That's a lot of time. Thousand divided by seven. That's like what? Two hundred a day. So it's about ten dollars an hour. Okay, Mr. Mathman. Sorry. And with this, everyone forget that nope. these kids are more likely to lie and say they didn't go anywhere. Right? They're gonna yeah. they're gonna say they're gonna say. And oh, well. not only that, I think and that parents, could lead that could lead to even more COVID cases. Mm-hmm. Parents will probably promote that. That's what I was gonna, just gonna yeah, say. The they're gonna say, gonna, I, gonna, say, they're hey. gonna say I want you to go on vacation, but I don't want you to miss school. Just say you didn't go on vacation. Yeah, plus the kids, you know, kids have no filter. I mean, I worked with kids over the summer. They say, they say the, yeah. the expression Darnest is things. that the only honest people on the planet are drunk people and children. Absolutely. That's the expression. <laughs> My sister worked at a, uh, a summer camp, and the stories from there are insane from that. So, I, yeah. Oh, yeah, I have two. And they're, like, like in this case, they're probably just going to say, oh, yeah, went on vacation, LOLs, had a great time. Yeah, their parents and... will say, do not tell anyone you went on vacation. The hey guys, first I went day. on vacation. I went on vacation. <laughs> I think you have to, you have to, we all have to ask ourselves not to get into this because we could talk about this for two hours too. Oh, right? yeah. 
Like, like what's all the, our what's, stores? What's the end game here for for a school like that, or just in general, right? So you're you're telling kids that they can't go out of state with their families, and they have to quarantine. But are they also requiring the kids to be vaccinated, be tested? Like, yeah, like what's the end yeah. game here? Like, it's this can't continue like this in this mm-hmm. fashion forever. It just can't. I agree. Yeah, it just can't. Because these no- kids probably haven't seen their family in God yeah. knows how long. Yeah, what if you're traveling out of state for this? I have a brother who if, I haven't what seen. If there, there's going to be cases where um, family members might be flying into New Jersey. Yeah, well, exactly. That's, that's I, the just same, gonna... It's the same. It's the same issue, right? Why is that any different? <laughs> well, it's you, not. You're, a, yeah, you're right. You're right. Exactly. I, I have a brother that I haven't seen in nearly three years, and he is coming here in just a week from not even a week, a few days. And I can imagine that there's people on the other end of that where they're leaving the state to see people they haven't yeah. seen. And for some young people, as long as they can remember yeah. and being punished for that is something that's ridiculous. But something that we all agree on here is that they need a quality education. Before we come back with our interview with Professor Green, we have a PSA about the NJEA quality education. Every- Welcome back to the Morning Buzz here at WMSC 90.3 FM. Now we're going to officially start our interview with Professor Keith Green of the School of Communication Media. He is a PR expert specialist. If you don't know what PR stands for, it means public relations. That is basically, correct me if I'm wrong because you're the expert, <laughs> advertising for a company yourself. You're advertising for your own company, kind of, in a way. You're handling how the public perceives your company. That's a much better description. Yeah, the public perception part of it certainly is, is, uh, is a huge part of it. Um, advertising is slightly separate. In terms of as soon as I said, it's like that's not right. No, yeah. it's okay. No, so no. it's a good question. So I'll, I'll explain it very quickly. So please do. And I talk about this in in all of my classes. But advertising, and public relations are all sort of subsets of marketing, at least in, in my opinion. And advertising is using a paid approach to get your word about your the word out about your company, your shape of company's image. While public relations, in a very bro- this is a very broad mm-hmm. definition. Uh, is what they call an earned media opportunity, where you are pitching the press um, about your story, your brand, your organization, or your cause, and you're not paying for that story, whether it's on you know, a digital site or uh, TV programming or some, of, some kind of video programming or radio station or whatever it is, you're, so you're not paying for that. So that, in sort of a very, very broad sense, is sort of the difference between advertising and, and PR. I mean, I could talk about the nuances <laughs> of it all day, but that's sort of the basic difference. Well, I want to ask you specifically about hot communication. So at the School of Communication and Media, it seems that we have programs for anything a student is interested in. Because I'm I'm here. I have, I've been here for maybe a year and a half, mm-hmm. two years now. And I just see it everywhere. There's advertising. PRs. I don't know. <laughs> I just have to make the comment, you know. And there's seemingly everything. We've got WMSC right here. We've got the Montclair News Lab, Red Hawk Sports Network. And now we have Hawk Communications, mm-hmm. which has been there for a couple of years now. And this is something that, I feel like it's this, we're the school of communication and media. Yep. We have a lot of media, not so much in the way of communication. And I like that this is expressing what came first before, before the media. Sure. Can you tell us about Hawk Communications? Sure, sure. Absolutely. And before I forget, let me actually just make a plug too for oh, go advertising ahead. because we are actually starting a new advertising major. Really? So starting in the fall, Very students cool. who are interested in coming into the school, yeah, many, many students don't know about it. They can either come in to that major as a freshman, or they can switch if they're interested. And so uh, advertising is becoming a a more important part of our curriculum. So instead of just offering classes here and there, students can actually major in it starting in the fall, which is pretty cool. 
Nice. Ministry of Code. That's yeah. something that should be a major. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. No question. Don Draper would approve. <laughs> yes, Don Draper would very much approve. Great show. Um, so anyway, so Hawk Communications, to your point, we are an agency. Okay, we, we are built, structured, designed to run just like a, and I hate to even use the word public relations agency because the field of public relations has changed so much the last 15 to 20 years. So it's not just pitching media anymore or shaping a company's image. Everything in terms of content continues to converge and a public relations practitioner is responsible for so many more things in addition to, again, pitching the press and, and shaping a company's image or um, ghostwriting an op-ed piece for somebody, uh, writing press releases. It goes so far beyond that. But this agency that we've structured is it's great for students for a number of different reasons. First of all, some students are sort of trying to figure out what they want to do with their careers, of course, right? Mm -hmm. And if they step into this agency environment, they can figure out, well, maybe this is something that I want to do. I want to go work for some kind of strategic communications agency or PR agency. And it also allows students to bridge the gap between a, an on-campus experience and an, either an internship or a job in the field. We don't want students who are part of Hawk Communications to replace, use that as a replacement for an internship. We want it to bridge the gap to an internship, okay? And what we do is that we bring in clients from outside the university, so local businesses and nonprofits, and also initiatives and programs within the university for the students to work on. So they're working with real clients and doing actual work right here on campus for them. So whether it's pitching press, managing their social programs, creating content, they get to do all of that uh, right here in this building, um, not under my direction necessarily, but they work obviously in concert with the clients. And I, and I of course, guide them throughout the semester when they have questions, challenges, or whatever it might be. It's really fun. It's similar to our faculty advisor here at WMSC. It's there to, for lack of a better term, pick up the pieces. Yeah. If something explodes. Right. It's, mm -hmm. And that's part of it. Certainly, I don't want to call it crisis, but, you know, client management yeah. is part of it. And so the students learn far beyond just the technical skills of writing press releases or creating content or working in social media platforms. They learn leadership. Uh, they learn teamwork. They learn how to handle, you know, client issues. You know, some clients are quite honestly a, a lot better and more responsive than others. And some of the students will come to me and say, I don't know what to do. This client is not responding in a proper way or fashion or quickly enough for us to get the work done that he or she asked. So I will sit down with them and say, okay, let me walk you through how you try to respond or sort of nudge somebody to, to get a response that's going to help you help them. Yeah, I think it's so great that you have these hands-on experiences because mm -hmm. personally, that's how I learn as a student. Yeah. I know that's a lot of people um, learn as well. So one of the benefits of a program like this, mm -hmm. it gives students to be involved in a pre-professional environment yep. where mistakes are able to be made, but not fireable, <laughs> <laughs> at, least in the, at least for right now, in the future, we'll see. But how do you create an environment like this successfully? It's a great question. So for me, a, a lot of it is at the start of the semester, just outlining what my expectations are in terms of how they should communicate with their client and how they should collaborate with their team. So that's everything. And some of this will sound simple, but it's, it's everything from understanding how the client prefers to communicate. 
Some of them prefer email. Some of them prefer text. Some of them prefer, you know, as weird as it sounds for older people, like, you know, some sort of chat function, right? So figuring that out, like what's the best way that you want to communicate, right? Um, doing things like sending media, meeting agendas 24 hours in advance so the clients have time to look at them. Um, each student team meets with each client once a week, whether it's a Zoom, usually it's a Zoom call now. Um, so just setting sort of expectations in terms of how you conduct things professionally from both a communication, a meeting, and then an execution standpoint uh, on the back end, again, whether it's pitching media or social media content management or content creation, whatever it might be. Uh, we have students that go out to in the field and, and are capturing content at um, different events, which is great experience for them. So they learn, hey, what do you do when you go on site for an event, right? And a lot of us haven't done that in 18 months. So we <laughs> talk that through as well. Amazing. Yeah. When a student does eventually get into their actual career, and in this case, hopefully PR, if they're pursuing sure. communications, yep. how much will having been a part of a program like this give them a leg up on other people who may not have had something like hot communications? I've had some of my for former students tell me that they were able to get internships and jobs because of this experience. And to me, that's what it's all about. Right. So I've always taken the approach from from an instructor's perspective of I'm not here just to teach you. I'm here to help you advance your career, get your internships, get your first jobs. And I actually have students say to me, should I list this on my resume? I'm like, it should be like one of the first things <laughs> on your resume. <laughs> and one of the things we didn't talk about is that this is actually students actually take this as a class. It's a 400 level class. Mm -hmm. So it's a little different from the experience here, I believe. Right. It's similar to a news lab. It's similar to news Probably. lab. Exactly. And I say to them, I said, you're not being dishonest about it, but like nobody has to know you took it as a class. Just listed as hot communications. And, and they're like, do I list the clients? I'm like, you absolutely list the clients you work for. And we have great clients. We work with the Garden State Wine Growers Association, uh, New Jersey Warriors, which is an ice hockey team. Um, that focuses on uh, having our US veterans get together and heal through the power of ice hockey. And then we also work with, ironically, another ice hockey group called the Monarch Monarchs, where this focuses on students with uh, and kids mostly with disabilities, who again, get together and sort of heal and learn through the power of ice hockey. And the cool thing is, both of those organizations actually do some practices and games right here on campus in our, in our arena, so. That's great. Yeah. So when you do create an education environment like Hawk Communications, mm -hmm. something important is the balance between the student being treated as an adult, but also a student. How do you find a healthy balance between those two? Sometimes that mean they, they need to be reminded of that, yes, they're taking this as a class and yes, you're a student, but you're, you still wanna present yourself professionally. And oftentimes that is, I sit on some of the meetings. I can't possibly sit on each of the meetings because there's, we have nine clients. And so think about the math on that. So, so I, will, I will pick and choose when I can sit on client calls, which is really fun. And I just get to observe. And then I just give some feedback as to what I think could, could have been communicated either better or what they could do to improve in different areas. And I always tell them throughout the duration of the semester. I am, I am here to help you. If you're not sure how to position something on a pitch, or if you're not sure what your client is even saying, like if they send something to you that's not very clear, like I'm here to, to work with you. And it is, it's, it's a great question because it's also quite honestly, it can be challenging to grade something like that because it's a, it's a little subjective. So as I go over each class, each time I teach this, I actually change things a little bit 
each and every class that I teach, including this one, and try to just give um, provide students with the opportunity to uh, you know, give feedback. They do recap documents for the clients, which is a great way for me to grade their work. Um, so it's a, it's a good question. It's, it can be challenging for sure. 100%. I want to approach this from the perspective of one of the clients. Mm -hmm. How do they feel about working with students as their PR managers? You know, they love it. And we, the clients that we work with, we're doing so because there's a need, right? And they know that they are going to have high quality work produced for them. And quite almost every time it's more than one student. So they're getting a little sort of army of, of students. Sometimes it's only two, but sometimes it's five or six or more, depending upon the needs of the clients and the size of my class. So they love it. They, they, they are, they're all about it. And one of the things that we also do is make sure that we fill the gaps for them between semesters. So to your point, like, you know, hey, this is a student experience. How, how might they feel about it? Well, it's not exactly ideal from the standpoint of like, we don't have students, you know, all year round, obviously. <laughs> so I have all of my students do some, some planning and, you know, doing stuff in content calendars on Hootsuite or Canva or whatever it might be in terms of social media posting and getting things ready for them during that sort of gap in between, you know, both the winter semesters and when it's applicable to between the spring and the fall semesters. Thank you, Professor Green, for coming in. We really appreciate it, especially with, I, I mentioned it in the top of this, that we have a lot of media here in our school communication media, but this provides, provides some more communication. Yeah, it does. If I could just do, say one more thing very Go quickly. For it. Go for uh, it. Students interested in learning more about the class, I still have some spots open for the spring, but they can visit hawkcoms.com for just, there's a webpage that the university has, has nice, has graciously put up so they can find out more information. And I actually have business students too, business and marketing students who are enrolled in, in the class for next semester too. So it's not just students in the School of Communication and Media, which is great. It's an important Amazing. thing to know if you're yeah. in those other fields, really just in business in general. Yep. But one thing that's for sure is that at PR, everybody is always talking. They know what's going on. This song <laughs> is Everybody Talks. Welcome back to the Morning Buzz here at 90.3 WMSC, Upper Montclair. Now we're going to be taking to our music segment, Music News. JT Bethea, please take it away. Hey, 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 good morning, everyone. How are we all doing? How are you doing? I don't care. Anyway, today <laughs> in music, we are starting off with the Beatles. 1963, the Beatles received the silver LP disc for Please, Please Me. And with the Beatles at a ceremony held at EMI House in London, they also received a silver EP for Twist and Shout and a silver single for She Loves You. Does she? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving on. In 2003, following the allegations of sexual abuse of a 12-year-old boy, police raided Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch. Jackson denied the allegation, but the search came the day that his latest greatest hits album, Number Ones, was released in the U.S. Man, that's a mouthful. And in 1986, LL Cool J releases his debut album, Radio, the first album ever issued on Def Jam Records. It goes platinum and it makes LL the first solo act on par with reigning rat kings like Run DMC. Skipping Billboard because there's nothing interesting on there this week. We're going to move on to the top stories in music. This story comes from Billboard.com. <laughs> so we still have Billboard. Yes. On Wednesday afternoon, November 17th, rapper and executive music executive Young Dolph was killed in a shooting outside a store in Memphis. 
A source tells Billboard, according to Fox 13 Memphis, the shooting took place at a Makeda's Cookies, where police located Dolph and pronounced him dead on the scene. Dolph is 36 years old. May he rest in peace. Um, moving on. Midtown Manhattan. Three people were shot in a dispute that started in a Midtown building, apparently being rented for a music performance at night. The dispute spilled onto West 38th Street, where three were shot around 10.30 p.m. Police say there was a 27-year-old man that was shot in the stomach and a 24-year-old man in the torso. Both were found in the performance space. A 19-year-old man was found shot in the leg on East 37th and Madison Avenue. Well, in more cheery news, Sean Mendes and Camila Cabello have ended their two-year relationship. They announced Wednesday that they've broken up, but will, quote-unquote, continue to be best friend. The pair shared a matching statement signed Camila and Sean on their respective Instagram stories. Said statement said, hey guys, we've decided to end our romantic relationship, but our love for one another as humans is stronger than ever. We started our relationship as best friends and will continue to be best friends. We so appreciate your support from the beginning and moving like, forward. Hey guys, <laughs> no, so I we're breaking gonna, up. I was going to say, it's uh, so casual. Um, hey guys, we're not together anymore anyway. Hey guys, he cheated on me. He didn't actually do that. I just wanted to say that because that'd be funny. He did not do that. So me and Lara. Hey guys, he broke my heart. But like, that's okay. <laughs> but it's okay because we're best friends. We're besties. Oh, we're besties. Before Linda the show, and- Lara and I were discussing and I had to bring up a common conspiracy theory. Oh, oh no. The Sean and Camila PR stunt relationship. They did it. Let's get Professor Green back in here. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay, I have, I'm going to say what I said before, but the listeners have not heard me say it, so I'm going to say it. At first, I think it possibly was a PR stunt because they were trying too hard to play it off as a normal couple. Okay? It's a PR stunt when they took, I knew for a fact it was. When there was that video where they basically licked each other's tongues. Stop! No, that was because everybody because there was a there was a video that got released of them kissing and uh, people were like, "Oh my god, they don't know how to kiss." They were just so they just did that to make fun of those people. They were just no, it's just they were too over the top. It's just you're trying to play it cool, but you're not. You're not one of the cool kids. Please, you're not. You can't sit with us. You're wearing sweatpants today, Regina. <laughs> but maybe, maybe they've. I feel like they are and friends, but they went, hey, they're probably friends. Of course, they're friends, but they're like, hey, let's do this PR thing. Because didn't they release music at the same Senorita. time? Senorita. Yeah. No. It, the lyrics, the, the oh, second lyric to that. The second lyric to that song is now. Such a not bad idea. It's not. The second lyric, the second line of that song is now. I love that song. Because it's. Do you? I, I love that song. My. I, I was sick of it when it first came out. Then it grew on me. What I did cheer. We had a band dance to Havana. Oh, God. Havana? Yeah. I know that one. Havana. Oh. Yeah. And like the same like actual dance portion was what we also did for, I think it was Treasure. Yeah, we did the same moves for both songs. Treasure. It wasn't my favorite band dance. We did the electric slide. It was very fun. But back to Sean and Camilla because they're done. I can't believe it's been two years since I got together. It's not Sean and Camilla now. It's Sean. Listen. Listen, and Camilla. The Sean song Camilla. and Camilla Cabello. That yes. relationship, I kept on forgetting that was a thing. Me I'm not too. gonna lie, I'd be forgetting Sean Mendes exists. Honestly, same. You know, like Camila Cabello is just there. The singer that was Isn't on she the newest Harmony. Cinderella. 
Oh yeah. my gosh. I watched yeah. a YouTube video of them just explaining the whole new Cinderella. And it basically was, oh my gosh, feminism, but done wrong. That's oh, that's like every other Netflix original. She didn't really have any character arc. She didn't really have obstacles, I would say. Everything was just kind of handed to her. But I feel like if they approach it in a different way, it could have been do- very well done. Isn't that? I heard it was bad. Know? Yeah, it was bad. That's why. Tanner I heard it was bad. Yeah. Wasn't it on it was Amazon bad. Prime? Yes, it was. That explains it. <laughs> Well, is it weird? I, I don't care. I just think that, it's funny. Hey it's guys, like, I'm the Cinderella movie star. Can't, why do you, you care about celebrity relationships? Why? Why? Not? I don't know. Like, I don't who know. Cares? Like, I don't like. We know. We know what's gonna happen. We know y'all don't know how to act on live. We know half the time y'all ruin each other's lives by getting into the relationship. <clears throat> Kanye, <clears throat> Kim. Um, wait, who's Kanye? Me. Yay. Yay. Cool. Just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. By the way, it's yay, not e. Anyway, we know it bop, happens. Bop, bop, bop. Sorry. Like, we're like, celebrities should just stay single. Like, once you hit that certain peak, yeah. you're good. You don't need a relationship unless it's somebody that you've known that you've taken into your life. Like, I'm not going to lie. If I blow up, I'm sticking with mine. I'm not trying well, to go for a Kardashian because why? Because they ruined Kanye's life. Well, to be. JT, to be I fair. think Kanye ruined his own life. Or, sorry, Ye ruined that, his own life. But like having a Kardashian doesn't help. Anyway, if you want a real thing, look at Jay Z. Like people like to compare Kanye and Jay Z all the time. Look at how they do. Look at how those two turned out. Now look at their wives. And mm, JT, I do agree with you. But at the end of the day, to remember that they're humans too. And they're allowed to experience relationships. Yeah. And I just know what's going to happen. Of course. But I think it's harder for them to date. So they date other celebrities just because of how they understand. They yeah. Yeah. You can't really just go out, out with like some random guy, some random person on the street. Not the fans. Either. Because because it'll be it'll be you'll have every news outlet like this celebrity is it's a dating some guy Cinderella. and then they'll he look, they'll the look into that land. person's entire history this was literally the plot of that one Disney oh, wait, original no movie st- uh, starstruck <laughs> that's not why i shook my head like have, have you, did you guys ever watch that uh, anybody a disney head around here what? that one disney channel original starstruck that's literally <gasps> the plot of it oh my god uh, wait, 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 wait what's his name uh christopher wilde no. The yes. Rogue, Sterling Knight. Yes. Oh, well, yes. Christopher Wilde's the character. Daniel name. Campbell. Yes, I Daniela watched that. Campbell, that's My right. sister that watched that on repeat. Can I just say, looking back at it as a 19 year old, that story is fan fiction before fan fiction. Yes. Right? And Lara coming she... from the queen of fan fiction. I've been through her Wattpad. She knows. I want to see. Don't call <laughs> me out like that, JT. I remember <laughs> seeing commercials for that, but I never watched it. For Wattpad? Starstruck. The song? Starstruck. Happy hour. On the morning Happy bus. Happy hour on the morning <laughs> Kenny hates us. Kenny loves, Kenny loves it here. <laughs> see, when Ben left this show, I was like, okay, we'll stay on topic sometimes. No. We're Never. we're on topic of celebrity relationships. Oh yay! Yes. So close. Well, you just brought us back to the topic by saying that. So thank you. Anytime. But speaking of celebrity relationships, when we come back to our second hour, we're going to be speaking about a not so celebrity relationship, but also a celebrity relationship at the same time. You want to find out what it is? Just stay tuned. Morning Buzz. That's the show you're listening to. This is the Morning Buzz here at WMSC ninety point three FM. That was a PSA or no an ID about the moon landing. That's always cool, but we have got a whole bunch of cooler things in store. We're going to be talking about Jim and Pam, a teddy bear, and Florida man this hour. 
stay tuned. You're going to hear yes, about go. all of it. That was probably one of my best teases I've ever come up with. Good job, and Kenny. I did it off the top of my head. I'm so Woo! proud of you. Yeah. That's why I'm in charge of the show. Always. Well, we, we stand Kenny would you over say, here. Would you say you're the manager of the show? No. Would you call this an office? No, I wouldn't. We can call it an office in about two minutes after That's... the newscast and sportscast. Oh, <gasps> rats. Newscast. Tease. Kelly. Kenny <laughs> Shimon will serve 41 months in prison as he stormed the Capitol back in January, on January 6th. Chansley was described as the public face of the riot. Jacob Chansley said, quote, I admit to the world I was wrong. I have no excuses. My behavior was indefensible, end quote. Officials say federal financing for the 11.6 billion gateway rail tunnel under the Hudson River could be in place by the end of 2022. The construction is estimated to be completed by 2035. Paul Pre Burke said, quote, we are looking to enter into engineering next year and hope to get a federal full funding grant by December and a summer of 2023 start, end quote. There will be a soft launch event for MSU's native land acknowledgement. The panel discussion will include a reflection on how K through 12 schools and teachers can do more to support indigenous students and communities. This will be at 7 p.m. today in University Hall. Uh, today's forecast is sunny with a high of 64 and a low of 41. And for our weekly weather Friday the 19th, it will be sunny with a high of 50 and a low of 26. Saturday, sunny is high of 49 and a low of 37. Sunday, it is cloudy with a high of 54 and a low of 52. Monday, it will be rainy with a high of 57 and a low of 36. Tuesday, it will be cloudy with a high of 42, a low of 33. And Wednesday, it will be partly sunny with a high of 45 and a low of 38. Tanner, tell us about sports. A rematch of Super Bowl 51 will take place tonight as the New England Patriots travel to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. The Falcons are seen as massive underdogs in this game, so don't expect the Falcons to have a big lead. That could be good, as we know how that went last time. Sorry, Falcons fans. The Knicks couldn't use their magic... The, time. <laughs> the Knicks couldn't use their magic in Orlando last night, losing 104-98. to New York fell to 8-7 and with the loss. R.J. Barrett led the team with 17 points, 9 rebounds, and 5 assists. Across town, the Nets defeated the Cavaliers 109 to 99. James Harden led the Nets with 27 points, 10 rebounds, and 7 assists, a much needed performance for the struggling veteran. Brooklyn improved to 11 and 5 with the win. The Rangers look for their fifth straight win tonight when they travel up north for a bout with the Toronto Maple Leafs. These two met a month ago in Toronto, with the Rangers winning by a score of 2 to 1 in overtime in a tightly contested game. The Devils take on the Florida Panthers tonight at 7. New Jersey looks to rebound following a heartbreaking 4-3 shootout loss to the Rangers on Sunday. But the Panthers are a tough team to face, especially at home. However, the Devils beat the Panthers 7-3 nine days ago. Sorry, Yankees fans. No Cy Young for Garrett Cole this season. Blue Jays pitcher Robbie Ray has won the award nearly unanimously with 29 first-place votes. Corbin Burns won the award on the NL side. The MVPs will be awarded tonight as well. Deep in the heart of Texas is where Justin Verlander has decided to stay. (laughs) The Astros ace reportedly agreed to a one-year $25 million contract yesterday with an option for a second year worth the same value. The Mets and and Yankees reportedly had interest, but ultimately he stays in H-Town. Today in sports history, Sandy Koufax announced his retirement due to an arthritic left elbow the Dodgers the Dodgers lefty pitched 12 years 
The MSU men's basketball team dominated Valley Forge yesterday by a final score of 115 to 73. A true team effort with six players recording 11 or more points for the Red Hawks. The boys are back in action this Saturday at Centenary University. That's right. The Red Hawks, them. Stop. They bonked them. They bonked. They bonked them. Hey, Lara, would you say I'm the manager of this show? I, well, I guess you, well, you're not the manager, but I guess you're a manager. I'm a manager. You You manage, you manage the morning bus. I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. Do you want to use your transition now? (gasps) Yes. He's so excited. John (laughs) John Krasinski revealed that he refused to shoot a Jim and Pam plotline on the office because fans would never come back. According to Brian Brummer's new book, uh, I'm sorry, Baumgartner. Baumgartner. I'm sorry, not I, Brummer. I'm sorry. You should be. I am very sorry. New book, Welcome to Dunder Mifflin: The Ultimate Oral History of the Office, a plotline for the show's eighth season episode, After Hours, involved Jim cheating on Pam with her maternity leave replacement Kathy Sims, who was played by Lindsay Broad. But John Krasinski wasn't having it. He said, "Quote: That was the only time I remember putting my foot down." I remember saying things that I never thought I'd say before, like, I'm not going to shoot it, end quote. Thank God. I yeah, know. That been, if I that happened, I mean, won't have I ever liked Jim again. Exactly. I haven't, re- I haven't really sorry. watched the later seasons of the show, but if that happened, I wouldn't, I would just not. I have. I'm sorry. Isn't and... Jim the one that's constantly in trouble for making, um, how do I um, be compliant with FCC innuendos? The entire no, that's Michael that's Scott. Michael. That's the boss. Oh, okay, never mind. But no, I <laughs> watched. I was a person who watched the entire office. You seem like it. Thank you. But I watched. The <laughs> I entire, have to. Yeah, so. I watched the entire thing, and I don't think I'd. I think I'd stop watching at that point. Yeah, if that actually happened. Yeah, I can't understand the thoughts that go through a writer's room sometimes. I think writers sometimes are just so concerned with like stirring up a pot, and it's how. It's how we get stations like the CW. Would you would you that... say they're trying to write something up? Larry, you've been doing so good. The entire the entire show. Why are you pulling me? Up. I'm right. I am right. <laughs> That's why I played it. Thank you. The entire the entire show was building up this relationship. Like there's great episodes with them. And they would just destroy it with this one episode That's... in the eighth season. That's what I'm saying. That's like who, who thought that was a good idea? That's exactly what I was thinking. And if they actually did that, that feel like some Game of Thrones type stuff. Grr, anger. What happened to Game of Thrones? I've never seen it. I'll have HBO. Uh, I'll tell you later. Why don't you just tell me now? I guess it's been out for a while. So, you know Daenerys Targaryen? No. Okay. Well. I don't, like I said, I'll have HBO. I'll explain it to you later. It's a lot. But. Oh, are you in for an explanation? I'm, JT, I'm glad you mentioned the CW because I'm glad the office wasn't on the CW because I feel like the CW would just destroy if it was Make cw it, it would be if the office was on cw Listen. it would be a it, it would instead of actual adults it would be a bunch of college radio kids exactly and instead of normal adult plot lines they would just be stuff like oh what will you do with pam in the dorm room but jim's a commuter why would you no, be in there no. it's you just have, that type of stuff see that's an idea for a great show don't no no not the cw though film, we're just gonna film around the around the station and just post it somewhere no cw speaking of the, speaking uh, of the cw i have beef with riverdale 
like I have, everyone else? <laughs> no, I will. I, I watched the first season. It was great. I thought it was pretty good. Decent, actually. And I said, oh, let me watch season two. Season two tanked all of my expectations. And I see YouTube, my YouTube recommendations are doing what one was Veronica saying Archie Kins for five minutes straight. And I'm so glad I stopped watching. Stop it. Get some help. Get some help. I think I watched Riverdale. The first season was good, but like I'm a loyal person. It takes me a while to actually admit when something is horrendous. And it took me till season four to like, I can't do this to myself. It's no longer a guilty pleasure. It's like, why? It's like a 50-year-old man watching Blue's Clues. It's just... You why? watched it for that long? Yes. Yes, I'm sometimes ashamed of myself. No, not even sometimes. I'm often ashamed of oh, myself. Oh, JT. I know. So it's, it's okay. a condition. I, I just... I just the, okay. <laughs> the only good show on the CW was Supernatural and possibly The Vampire Diaries, but I didn't watch it. No, but it's just like the CW has a track history of starting off strong with the first season and they just and they just milk out the listen i don't think supernatural needed 15 seasons but it's a great show it is and i've i'm a dean girl for all of you supernatural fans i am 100 a dean girl but i just i had high, that's why i had high expectations for riverdale yeah what was the office on nbc nbc yeah Thank God I wasn't on the CW. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. There's so much CW slander right now. How do you all feel about The Office? I think it's a great show. It's a great show. I think it was the most overrated show ever. No, that's Friends. Kelly, you haven't watched No, that's Friends. No, because a lot of people are aware of how overrated Friends is. No, they're not the way they are. Yes, they are. They're not. I see. If I counted the amount of people I see in friends hoodies walking around this campus, my senior merch. If I had if I had a dollar every time I saw someone in a friends hoodie, I could pay off my entire tuition by (laughs) tomorrow. There was I've never seen anybody wearing a friends hoodie here who tried to like redo something related to this. Why I wore Dunder Mifflin socks yesterday? I did. They were great. There was this kid in my high school who tried to do our um, on the news team. Like we had like the media team was like together for four years. He tried to remake the intro that we had been using for the t- for two years straight. He tried to remake it into but like the Friends theme no. song. So he like no. he tried it. I think it aired they, twice. They did that we, in my school. We exactly. we kicked him off. <laughs> yeah, I was like no 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 no. I We're see not doing that. A lot of people do wear Friends merch, but. It's it's funny. It has its moments, but it also doesn't have its moments, and that's why I wear a Seinfeld shirt. And I'm sorry. <laughs> the Office is the most overrated show ever. Oh, 100 percent. But it's good. It's a good show. Don't get me wrong, but it is so overrated, and it makes yeah. me annoyed when people are like, "It's the best show ever made." No, it's not. No, people but say I it like it. Friends. No, it's not. not I at think all. my favorite at online and one of my favorite online interactions was when Jennifer Anderson made a tweet that said, "Don't vote for Kanye West. It's not funny." And he retweeted, he quote tweeted it with, neither was friends. Whoa! <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> I mean... Yay got you there. Yay. Oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, that, that is great. Bold. Why are you pulling me? I'm right! <laughs> Literally. Oh, my God. That's yeah. so funny. I couldn't watch the entirety of Friends. I could. I don't think I, I have. I couldn't. I, I watched, watched. Yeah. I, th- I I I watched most of The Office, but I haven't watched seasons eight or nine because I can't really do it without Michael. Scott. Honestly, 
I couldn't do it either. But I watched I a couple it. episodes. I was like, this isn't that funny because he was the main character and he left. So mm-hmm. people are like, oh, were like, what's your favorite TV shows? Everybody's like, I love The Office. I love Supernatural. I like Stranger Things. Me, I like South Park and the Boondocks. Fair. Like Avatar. <gasps> Water. Earth. Fire. Air. One Long time, ago, the four nations lived together in, in harmony. Sorry, yeah, and everything changed when the fire, fire nation, nation attacked. attacked. Only the avatar, master of all four elements, could something stop him. One time, I left my ID in my room and I knocked on the door. My roommate looked at the people and said, Okay, here's the deal I'm not opening the door until you list the elements from Avatar in the right order. And I had only watched three episodes at this point, so I was like, Uh, fire, nope. <laughs> I remember you told me. <laughs> I think I like went through like all the possibilities I could go through. He was just like, I was like, fire, no. Uh, water, okay. What's next? Fire, no. Nope. <laughs> I still can't remember it. It's okay. And you just did it. Anyway, we're going to jump to a quick break. We'll be back here in the morning, Buzz. It was like sipping on coconuts. I'd sip on a coconut if I got the chance. What? It was what the promo said. Pineapples. Sip on pineapple. I, I sip, on, sip on a pineapple. I Same way on, you sip on a coconut. I sip on pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. Do you like pina coladas? I love that song. Happy, that, I'm doing that for happy hour next week. You are? I, 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 know, I, I still need to song. think about Whatever. what I'm doing for happy hour. Whenever? I, I usually don't know. Anyway, we have more stories. Yay, we're talking about speeders. Speeders. Spiders. Speeders. Oh. <laughs> An Australian zoo gets mega spider capable of piercing human fingernails hopefully love that hopefully those girls with those long acrylics don't interact with this spider an australian zoo has a new addition that is getting mega attention a mega spider that measures three inches from foot to foot with fangs that are nearly an inch long officials say at the australian reptile park in somsby new did i say that correctly which one the town summersby summersby I was close. New South Wales said that the arachnid is the largest funnel web spider in the park it has ever seen. Its jaws are reportedly so strong they can pierce human fingernails. Again, we do not know if they are wearing acrylics or not. She's unusually large, quote. And if we can get the public hand in more spiders like her, it will only result in more lives being saved due to the huge amount of venom they can produce. Michael Tate, the park's education offer, told CNN... We are really keen on finding out where she came from in hopes to find more massive spiders like her, end quote. The park said it will milk the spider's venom, send it to a pharmaceutical company in Melbourne that it will turn into anti-venom. Spiders. Spiders. I like spiders. You like spiders? They're okay. I'm scared of them. But I think they're good for the ecosystem. Well, by that logic, pretty much everything is. Yeah. Except, I, I'm still Except convinced mosquitoes don't have a use. Except mosquitoes. Mosquitoes, I'm pretty sure they don't have a use. He said seagulls. Seagulls. No. Seagulls. Not the seagulls. What are mosquitoes used for, honestly? Mosquitoes Annoying. are used for more than seagulls. A spider's little snack. See, oh, yeah. mosquitoes. I didn't, the, I didn't think about it in the end. He's my Friday afternoon snack. Like, if we Jeez get rid of mosquitoes, the, the spiders don't have a meal. If we get rid of seagulls, the world will be restored to peace. Will it though? If we, if we get yes. rid of seagulls, everyone will keep their meals. Exactly. I'm well, sorry. I went to the beach and I had my bag of pretzels from Whole Foods just 
pecked at and just ripped and it was very scary every time i see a seagull i just get angry it's it's yes your segment host hates seagulls for any of you seagull listeners out there i'm on to you yeah this little speeder it's three inches so how big is that oh i think it isn't like an inch about the size of one's thumb so if like multiply that by do you want to be a nerd yes i sounded way too excited it's about is that about 7.62 centimeters how did you i know it's 2.54 centimeters in an inch again don't understand how your mouth how your brain works i I don't either but that's really cool no it's not cool could you just imagine seeing that spider like i've freaked out over spiders (gasps) that i can barely see yeah just imagine you just like going to take a shower i freak out and then that spider just like crawling bees (gasps) oh did i tell you the bee story no okay wait is that anything like the bee movie no i guess I mean, I guess I like jazz, but yeah, there was this, I was just putting my sweatshirt on because I was cold and I feel something like tickle me. I'm like, okay. And I see it is a bee, a bumblebee, at least two inches big, maybe an inch. And I'm like, oh, hey girl, get off. And I just kind of swat her off of me. (laughs) Yeah. She was just vibing. She was like, okay, I'm just going to sit here and vibe. I'm kind of glad it wasn't this spider in australia i'm sorry oh my god i don't think i could ever go to australia they've got spiders bigger than my head it was actually the first time i got stung by a bee oh there was two there was two bees that went onto my finger one i flicked off the other stung me and it was and i it was right after a baseball tournament he really said don't do that to my friend zap yeah you know how people when a mosquito lands on them they'll smack them and kill them yeah i had a cousin that's not me saying he's dead. I have a cousin who does that to bees. Why? And and doesn't get stung. He's you never been stung. Whisper? It's okay though. It's okay. More like the bee assassinator. It, have you ever heard okay. the assassin bug? No. It's a thing in Texas. My brother lives in Texas, so I know about this. Of course, it's in Texas. Texas. Whenever something is goes wrong, it's either Texas, Alabama, or what's, none other than Florida. What's that song that Sandy sang in SpongeBob about Texas? Wish I wanna I go home in Texas. Yes. In Texas, they have something, and not only in Texas, but it's very well, I wouldn't say well known, but it's in Texas. It is called the assassin bug. The assassin bug is able to bite you without you knowing. It doesn't leave a mark, doesn't do anything. It's very small. After it bites you, 20 years later, you will die. What? What? It will slowly start to kill you. And you can't detect its effects until it's too late. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. That is terrifying. Well, I'm never moving to Texas now. Well, my brother's been living there for like six years, and he's probably fine. Well, he was supposed to find out only 15. Nice math. Yes, it's 14, but whatever. Yeah, I remember an episode of SpongeBob where Sandy murked um, SpongeBob and Patrick for roasting Texas. Why yeah. was that a thing? That is a very much needed criticism. Like, I don't understand that episode. Texas has just... Honestly, I feel like that's a lot, like, just for half of the SpongeBob episodes. <sighs> oh, you know the one with the with the butterfly? Or the moth? Wormy. That Sandy had? Yes! Okay, when they had that footage of the actual moth butterfly, as a kid, I'm like, ooh, that's scary. Yeah. Yeah, no. 
no buggies for me. But I would admire from a distance. I'm Just... never moving to any place that has like a giant giant bugs. Like Australia, I'm never going to. What is? What... I think you're all crazy, and I think you're all really crazy because you got to be able to experience the world. And part of experiencing yeah, the world. There's, there's a mega no, spike. I will. I, I will like probably go things that are nearly an inch long. Like that scares me a lot. Whatever. What experience the world? Whatever. Move to New York. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. Danger is fun. Listen, danger is not like, listen to jump, me. Like jumping to live off your life on the edge. Jumping off of I, buildings. I, a little bit. Jumping That's off nice. of buildings is fun. Sleeping what? on the wrong side of bed on purpose is fun. Messing with people that shouldn't be messed with. In context, could be fun. JT. Messing with giant bugs, not fun. JT, what did you say that you were before? A social ex- No, no, not that one. Um, the walking definition of do not try this at home. JT I- gets it. Yeah, do not try this at home <laughs> or in your car or anywhere. I think when I was the funniest thing that I did that I had to learn that from, I think I was second grade. I've taken a couple of tumbling gymnastics class, but I've never really trained in it. But I thought of myself an expert anyway so one time i go you know what i have a feeling like i could do a backflip no. no training no preparation no spotter no anything i go into my backyard i proceed to do a backflip and you want to know what happens i jump backwards straight onto my head and that probably explains a lot was it just on the ground I've done that. i did that exact same thing one time i did it in front of my crush because i wanted to impress her it did not turn out was well. this when you were 12 <laughs> it was exactly and you didn't 12. sing her the beatles or something no well i, I, I how you mess up twice you don't sing her the beatles no you sing no no you were singing the <laughs> beatles in class because you knew i the had words. to sing yeah i was the only person in the class who knew the words the beatles songs and we did the beatles rock band in my sixth grade middle school class well not wasn't middle school sixth grade music class and that same year, I had a crush on her. So I was like, I'm going to impress her. So we're walking back from recess. So I'm going to do a flip. It did not work. I went on a bunch of rocks. Oh, <gasps> at least I ran it's it on good. grass. Good. Yeah, did good she athlete. ask if you were okay good after? Athlete. No, she just ignored me. She just walked nice. away. Yeah. He then asked her to promise. You know I'm sorry, I only kinda... date boys who can land their flips. And he just. That's exactly what happened. Oh, my God, really? No. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Good. It's okay. It's with the good effort. Good effort. Yeah, at least you try it. Like this is what life is about, and in the process, we'll give ourselves brain damage. We'll knock off Maybe a couple of years off of our life, but it's okay. Well, now I'm self-conscious and I'm sad. So Maybe next to, time, we're don't, gonna, uh, so we're going to go to so okay. we're going to go to a PSI. Weird news. I'm kidding. But more or less, yes, chaos. That's what it means. Lyra, please give us our first weird one of the day. A hitchhiking roadrunner somehow ends up in Maine. Yes, you heard that right, Maine. The Great Roadrunner. Oh, wow. That's the thing that's surprising. I think that's surprising, actually. Yeah, not, not the fact there's a hitchhiking Roadrunner. No, Maine. No, it's in Maine. Yeah. Oh, watch out. What? I thought Roadrunner was a fake bird. That was, that. what was that, last week or the week before? Yes, no, last, last week. week. Grr. Anyway, the Great Roadrunner. <laughs> wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. Thank you. Roadrunners are real. And it is a species native to southwestern states hitched a ride in the storage area of a moving van from Las Vegas to Westbrook, Maine. Volunteers took the bird to Avian Haven, a bird rehabilitation center in Maine. The Haven represents representatives say that they took the call about the bird on November 13th and it continued to rest Tuesday. They said on Facebook the bird was in remarkably good shape for having been stuck in a van for four days 
It's possible the bird might have lost weight during the journey. The center is looking ways to return the Roadrunner to Nevada once it is healthy enough, but in the meantime, they created a special habitat for the bird. Hopefully there are no coyotes in Maine. Did you put that there? Yes, I did. Yeah, I Who else would have put it there? Not you, Kenneth. I wouldn't have thought of it. Really witty. God, this place is going to the dogs. Why do you just turn British sometimes? No, that was from Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Sorry. Well, well, even then you do turn British sometimes. I do. Because they're British. We, we have to talk. Yo, there is coyotes that live in Maine. Coyotes live in Maine? They do? Yeah. The main, the main, the main government website says biologists estimate there are at least twelve thousand coyotes living in Maine. Are there any in Westbrook, Maine? Oh God! Can I, sure I domesticate a coyote? What? Can I Can we domesticate a coyote? Well, like imagine coyote. having with enough time. Here's uh. I don't think. I don't know. With enough time, is it worth it? We have dogs. But like coyotes laugh. Like imagine just like I think you're thinking of a hyena. I hate dogs. Oh yeah. We know Kenny. I know, but I just want to bring this up because dogs are awful. Dogs are amazing. I hate dogs. With I passion. love dogs. dogs. There's a lot of problems with dogs. That's your opinion. Your opinion may not be correct, but it is your opinion. My opinion dogs, is correct. I hate dogs. Person, okay. Right? Well, I love Kitties. dogs. So we are on opposite ends of the spectrum. Dogs are bad. No, because... they're not. How? Yes, they are. They're bad because they don't leave you alone. But they love you. I don't care. Listen, my wow. dog leaves me alone. He goes and sleeps on the couch. My dog. Floor. He's just... just pretend like you don't even like don't... me like a cat. A cat, I don't know if to... my dog a cat knows, knows it's better. You have to work for a cat to love. A dog is like, <laughs> I don't know if my dog knows I exist. She just tries to kill me. Well, oh, what kind of? What kind Are of... you sure you don't have a cat? Are you sure no. you don't have a yeah, wolf? cats. Cats think they're the boss, and they're not. She doesn't try to kill me. She tries to. She tries to. We have to put her outside when people come over. Here's the thing between cats and dogs: it's the real measure is how and what they do if they don't like you. Owners never know because if you have an aggressive animal, nine times out of ten, the animal is not going to be aggressive to you. That's why they're blind. I've yeah. been in houses where dogs don't like me, and I've been in houses where kitties don't like me. If a cat doesn't like you, it's going to leave you alone unless you provide it with a clear opportunity, and then it's your fault, but they'll leave you alone. If a dog doesn't like you, they will not leave exactly. you alone the entire time you're in that house. Thank you, JT. They will try and kill you the entire time and until you leave. I don't care if they're protective. I have no bad intentions. They're just screaming at me and they won't leave you alone. My family didn't get a dog. Now, when a dog loves you, it's like the best thing in the world. Exactly. Because they also don't leave you alone. They don't have their own personal space. A cat, a cat, when they like you, they'll stay with you. But if you don't want it to, it'll be like, all right, cool. My family didn't get a dog for a solid. Actually, no, if a cat knows you don't, if a cat doesn't like you, they'll leave you alone. But if a cat wants to be around you and they pick up that you don't like them, they will make sure to spend the most time around you. That's not true. I have five cats. I know that to not be true. Oh, Kenny's a cat lady. I am a cat lady. Didn't you call me a cat lady? I did. I called you a cat lady yesterday. I called you a crazy cat lady. (laughs) Yes. Crazy is important. I've been called cat lady a lot. Have you been called a crazy cat lady? Probably just don't remember. I okay, well, I'm so going to call you a crazy cat lady just so you remember. No, actually, I want a dogs are all and I want a cat. Hot take. Okay, okay. however you stand you in a like cat or dog too, situation, so. all we need to know is monkeys are superior to both. My aunt had a monkey. Really? <gasps> I want a monkey She's so like bad. She's like 90-something. My mom follows this monkey on Facebook. 
She always just shows me videos. I want like the one from uh, Not at the Museum, like the one that's about like yeah, high, yay, like ye, like you could train it. Like imagine, like imagine being a pizza delivery guy, and the door opens and it's just a monkey. Yeah, that's what I imagine. I would not know how to react. Imagine trying to rob a house and it's not an owner that confronts you; it's a monkey. Don't mess with a monkey. No, yeah, I don't no. do it. No, monkeys, they're vicious. They'll tear you apart. Don't there there are it. stories where people get they get wild monkeys and they try to make them a pet and then they get killed. Well, that's why you don't get a wild monkey. My point is it's hard to domesticate a monkey. <laughs> that's what makes it fun. I'm a person that I invite. Oh, I would 100 percent do it. Don't worry. And it's just like I'm I invite challenge, and some people are just scared of challenges. That's why I'm like, people don't like challenge, and that's the problem. You don't hate cats, you just hate rejection. That's why people love dogs. They don't like challenge, they don't like a fight. And if a dog likes you, like Kenny put it out, they never leave you alone. And dogs people, just don't leave you alone in general. And people's insecurities are met with doggies. And I understand that. But they don't want a cat because a cat will tell you to get out of your face. They don't want a monkey because a monkey will say, care for me now or your entire house gets torn apart. I do want a cat, though. Just I do want one cat. Cats are the best. I, I want one cat and then the rest probably don't. They're tiny little dumb furballs. I think they're in charge of you. I want to get oh, a- they're not dumb cats. <laughs> well, they're, they're dumb, dumb in the way that they do things sometimes. No, they're very, very smart. They're smarter than dogs. By far. Yeah, which isn't saying much, I think. I think dogs should be decently smart, but a cat is just I, sometimes just watching cats. I'm like, wow, those things are smart, except for my one cat. That, oh my God, which one, Kenny? Crash, he's mine. Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, cra- Crash is as dumb as a stump. Oh. Crash makes bricks look smart. Stop. He does. <laughs> he does. I once watched him lick, lick plastic. Did he like Ew. it? Well, he, it was a fountain kind of thing, and it was supposed to shoot the water out. He was licking the top of it and not the water itself. <laughs> He, he plays with his food. He'll throw it. I'm not even kidding. Kenny, he's a special snowflake. Okay. <laughs> Leave Crash alone. He tries to play fetch, but he just goes to it. He just goes to the, the paper ball and he'll just stop and he'll come back. He'll pick oh. it up his mouth for two seconds, drop it, and then come back without it. <laughs> Crash, this is not how we play fetch, okay? Chase, he chases his tail. Oh, he, so, wait. So, he's, so a, dog he's a dog-like a cat. cat. Body. He... he no, he, he's 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 like, a, he's the, he's a definite cat. I feel like no one is gonna understand this, but have any of you seen Barbie Prince and the Popper? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. You know Wolfie Erica's are, all those movies thing. are what my sister played for a solid like five years. Was okay. just all those Barbie movies. So I don't like. So I don't like the movies. So you know Erica's little rascal Wolfie, right? And we don't know if he's a dog or a cat. No, I don't. No? I've, I've seen that movie. I don't remember it though. That's also probably uh, twelve years I ago. I see. But yeah, there's this. She has the one girl. She has a feline canine, and we can't tell if it's a dog. Oh or a cat. wait! Oh wait! Yeah, I looked it up. I remember that. Right? Oh, that's the vibe you gave cat. me. That's a cat. But 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 he acts like a dog. Wait. So so okay. It's. So Crash is literally a dog-like cat. No, no, that's Sadie. Sadie is very smart. She's a dog-like cat. Goliath is also pretty dog-like. Crash, there's this test to see how smart your cat is. No. It's where you hold them up vertically and you their legs, they can go out towards the wall. And if you slowly push them towards the wall, if they stick their legs or arms out, whatever, 
They stick those out to stop them from hitting the wall. They're smart. Makes sense, right? I did that with all of my cats. Crash. He just kept going straight into the wall. And he never even, I tried like five different times. He just kept on being mushed and he didn't even care. But he those are like the, the Oh, he's my favorite. He's it's the like, he's he's the best. Do you I want to see a picture after? He's beautiful. I'll show you a picture right now. Yay! I love animals. Anyway. I feel like if you did that with me, I would do that, but it's not because I'm not smart, it's just because I don't care. Could you do it to a roadrunner? <gasps> but a roadrunner hitchhiked. Yeah. So is, is the, picked up the road Is runner? the roadrunner smarter than the cats that we've been and dogs we've been talking about. Yeah. Oh, here's a stupid crash oh, yeah, picture. Definitely. Right? <laughs> Let me see. I'm I'm looking at a I'm going to see a very cute picture of a very cute cat. I'm very when excited. Sees, it's a weird picture. Okay. I want to see. <gasps> oh my gosh, so handsome. He's a beautiful. Yeah, cat. I can't see it. So. When you talk sorry, and describe Tim. crash, I think about that one Disney XD show that <gasps> flopped, but I actually liked that was called oh, Crash and Bernstein. I remember that show. What I a that show. I watched, it all I watched it all the time. Yes. I used to love it. And when I look yes. back, everybody says that show flopped. I can understand why, but it spoke yeah. to my chaotic side. It was a bad show, but I was Disney XD show called Crash and Bernstein. I remember that show. Puppet I never puppet. watched it, but I remember it. I used to the, love the purple, that the purple show. puppet dude. I I was fully aware that it was bad, but I didn't care. I love well, it. Yeah, it was of- it was 10. I I didn't know. Well, I, saw, I saw a puppet running around and crashing into walls on a skateboard, and I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, well, like, Crash, his name was Crash, and then, like, Kenny's animal crash, I, like, maybe maybe that's where you got Crash from. Maybe you adopted it from the studio. Well, you said there was a puppet, right? Yeah. But we're yeah, not going to be talking puppet. about a puppet, but we will be talking about a teddy bear. Kenny, Kenny do you want to give us the next story? No, because I want to show you one more picture of Crash. He's holding a wallet. <sighs> Oh my, what a little businessman. Oh my gosh, so <laughs> Now I'll tell you the next story. I've been oh showing Lara pictures of no, Crash for like two minutes. Lara. A girl and her teddy bear are reunited after a loss in Glacier <laughs> Park. So a little girl who lost her special teddy bear she had since she was adopted from an Ethiopian orphanage thought it was gone forever when she forgot it along a national park trail last year. Thank you, though, to the power of social media. A park ranger and the closure of a hiking trail because of grizzly bear activity on the same day a family friend visits the park, Teddy Bear is back in the arms of six-year-old Naomi Pascal in Jackson, Wyoming. Ranger Tom Mazarizi found the bear, and he stated that many items that aren't worth much monetary value get thrown out, but he couldn't bring himself to get rid of the bear. Teddy hibernated in Mazarizi's cabin in St. Mary, and when Mazarizi returned to work in April, he immediately put him on the dash of my patrol truck. I also read in this article that when he had to give the bear back, his wife got him a new teddy bear to put him on Aww. his dash. And that's just really cute. I, I know a Mazarisi. Now I gotta isn't it isn't it that. funny how the teddy bear came back because of grizzly bear activity? I was just gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> and Lotso couldn't even make his way back to his family, but this teddy bear. I hate Lotso. Yeah. <laughs> Lotso, oh, Lotso slander on the table. Does that mean yes or no? Yes, no, I don't not. I don't like Lotso. Oh, okay. no one does. Lotso is just. This is Crash. Lotso slam down Goliath. Oh my gosh, are they having? Wait, you know that Spider-Man meme? That's like they're both. They're just looking at each other. Sorry, I'm not going to stop thinking about Crash. Okay. This Kenny. is him when he got in the back of my dresser. He's very. Oh, he's he's peeping cat. He got stuck. All right, show show me show me after because yeah, I'm, you got to see him. He got stuck. I mean, speaking of animals, we may not be. We're talking about cats. Yes, but. 
in Bears. This millionaire pooch is selling a Miami villa once owned by Madonna. Gunther the German Shepherd is selling his Miami mansion that his handlers bought from Madonna. Gunther VI inherited his vast fortune, including the eight-bedroom waterfront home once owned by the Material Girl singer from his grandfather, Gun Gunther IV. The Tuscan-style villa with views of the Biscayne Bay went on sale Wednesday for $31 million, a barking markup from the purchase two decades ago from the pop star for $7.5 million. His real estate agent confirmed that Gunther lives in Madonna's former master bedroom. The mansion is yours if you have an extra $31 million lying around. Why, why, is, there Kenny, dog, why is there dog mansions? I don't know, but sorry, Kenny, people, it's not a, it's not a millionaire cat. Are, one, one more crash picture. Yes. This, this is the one why the first are dogs I got him. richer than us? And I'm saying... There's people that are... Uh, that don't have houses and this dog has a $31 million mansion to live in. I see the Great Gatsby in the background. That's when I tried to read a book. This was... Yeah, sorry, Kenny. It's not It's not a millionaire cat. It's a millionaire pooch. Sorry. All right, now I'm paying attention to the show again. No, you're not. Oh, and I, we're getting off topic. I think my transition was pretty good. It was a good transition. Thank you. But yeah, anybody have $31 million? So I'm... So I'm, no. I, I'm confused about something. Okay. How does a dog sell a house? How does a dog sell a house? A millionaire pooch. How? Okay, wait, I misunderstood this entire thing. I did. Wait, I, I took this. I, I, I saw you it as. The dog, you thought the dog was selling the house itself? Yes, I did. Is that not. <laughs> The story? No, I think no. I think it's a house for a dog. The dog, the dog just lives at Madonna's former house. How do you get a a former master bedroom? Actually, imagine being Madonna and your house was sold, and now a dog lives there by itself. (laughs) Or maybe not by itself, but it's known as the dog. Has any siblings? Do you think Gunther's name is on the lease? Oh, dogs! No, 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 no. We talk crap about dogs. But I do believe, I do believe that dogs will take over. I do believe that. It was because I went to a friend's house and I went to use the potty. And guess who was occupying? The dog. The dog. Yes. Nice. The dog was nice. sitting there. You, and I, it was I more, more time with you. It was more than just sitting there. When I opened the door, the look of. Get out, please. I'm using <laughs> I was like, excuse oh, my, me. Sorry, sir. I, I looked at the dog. I was like, excuse me. And the look of, can I help you? And I was like, am I seriously fighting with a dog? I picked it up, put it down. And Eddie just wants to look at me. I'm like, what are we doing? I, I've, I've been thinking about that ever since it happens. And I'm just like, dogs are really about to take over. They're, just, they're they're done with us. We've been dressing them up in ridiculous Wait. outfits. We've been oh. oh my god! One of these days, it's going to be daughter the planets and the dogs. One JT, JT, you just reminded me of something. You know that Rick and Morty episode? No. Oh, <laughs> where? Okay, I'll explain it. But I think Rick makes a contraption so that dogs can communicate with humans, and they take over the world, and they have to leave that. What is that? the word for it dog no dimension that dimension <laughs> oh and they yeah have to go to another same letter 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you just reminded me of that. This of dog is on its way. This dog is on its way. Yeah. Not Rick and Morty. I have pickle Rick in my car. Anyway. You have pickle you Rick in your car? Like on my, it's, a, it's a car magnet. Of course it is. Can you imagine when dogs take over? They just like reverse. All right, dogs are not going to take over. Yes, they actually. Mm, no, they're not. If anything's going to take over, it's AI. I have a whole big thing against AI. AI? That that's happening too. I think dogs and AI will work in harmony. <laughs> the dog AI revolution. Is that a sound effect for this? Well, in, in that Rick and Morty episode, they kind of do. It's <laughs> best I got. Mm, I give it a I give it a C plus. Wait, say it again. What dogs and AI will work in harmony? <laughs> That's going to happen. Good job, when it happens, no, it's not going to happen. No, and when it happens, I'm going to join my fellow brothers in caninery. Caninery. <laughs> when when it happens, are you a canine? When it happen- yes. When it happens, it's just going to be. Uh, well, you are JT untamed. Hey. <laughs> We're sitting here. My Spotify. I need listeners. We're not allowed to advertise people. You can't say that. That was not an advertisement. That no, that was statement. not an advertisement. That was a cry for help. Oh, okay. I mean, does that work? <laughs> that, is, that is technically allowed. So, yeah, I won't. <laughs> she won't say no. <laughs> yes, uh, it is. Is it? Is it still Mental Health Month? No, that was September. Um, what is this? Not month? mental health. It's not breast cancer. It is uh, Indigenous Peoples Month. Oh, respect to all of my Indigenous people out there. Hmm. So what? let's watch a bear wander to a 7-Eleven and casually trigger the hand sanitizers. I was trying to I was trying to come up with the transition, but sometimes the funniest thing is to just say it. Cool. So black bear, right. Not he... not the artist, an actual black bear. Oh god. Thank you for actually differentiating that. I, I hate that guy's name. Why? Well, I like it. I yeah. think it's awful. And well, I hate really that it's all lowercase. Well, let's talk about an actual black bear now. Do you yeah, hate yeah, it more yeah, tell me. Yeah. With an X? Oh, oh, you want me? Yes. What'd okay. you say? Do you hate it more than Jaden with an X? I hate Jaden with an X more. Jixton. So a black bear pulls open a door to a convenience store and just wanders inside. A woman recording exclaims, quote, oh, my goodness. He knows how to open it, end quote, as he enters the 7-Eleven in Olympic Valley, California. Thankfully, this bear was mindful that we're still in a pandemic. So the bear triggers the hand sanitizer Mm. dispenser. And just has a few drops on its little head. But then the bear sniffs out the freezer, placing its little paws on it while standing on its hind legs, ready to place his order. The bear is unfazed while the woman just shrieks. Ah. I'd like to stop away real quick yeah. and say that in the script, she spelled shrieks wrong. I bet she wouldn't have had a problem Shreak. if it was a polar bear. What? <laughs> I hate how that went right over your head. <laughs> that was... <laughs> all right just continue he, <laughs> he later leaves the 7-eleven after he gets a large slurpee just kidding he did not get a slurpee to go oh, dumpster man. diving the video was posted on tiktok so you already know there's some funny comments such as quote he needed the bare necessities and oh, quote necessities. he needed he opened the door with his bare hands and quote forget it see we, t- we just talked about dogs. necessities a simple bare necessities we just talked about dogs and other animals Mines? taking over let's talk about bears taking i want to re-say the quote that lara said because i think she didn't give enough justice oh 
my goodness. Oh. He knows how to open it. Yeah, I, I didn't listen to the video. I just assumed that's what happened. You know, understand. I would scream if I saw a bear. Oh my lordy! lordy. What if if Linda Belcher was just in the Seven Eleven? Oh my goodness! He knows how to open it. He knows how to open it. I think we, I think we give bears a bad rap. They just want to chill. They want to vibe. Like they're just a vibe. Have you like seen? We don't see a lot of bear attack videos. We just see bears vibing. We just have Winnie the Pooh, especially bears who live in residential areas. (gasps) Now, if you see a wild bear, that might be a different story. But like bears who live like around places like this where they just casually walk into a 7-Eleven they're not even paying attention to you Ooh. screaming they're probably just like shopping like oh my god if this lady doesn't shut up it's like they're like people at the subway he's like yeah I just want to get some beef jerky he was on his way to he was on his way to bring the oh, teddy no. bear back to the girl nice that was a good one no he like, probably said, nice he just stopped at 7-Eleven nice shot you know, everyone stopped at 7-Eleven at some point during drive see a tanner said that bears might take over i don't think they're interested in taking over oh. i think they're just chilling have you seen those videos yeah, of bears in people's pools just yeah. swimming around? yeah my when uncle to- has that happen to him really did he have a slide no oh that's oh because sometimes they go down the slide and it's really cute i wish i saw that yeah i'll send you the video i'll try to find it if we domesticated bears i, I gotta stop i need to be stopped let's not oh yeah it's all coming together <laughs> Only on the Thursday morning buzz. Is that from Santa Claus? Uh, uh, that one. Oh. Nah, oh, I yeah. just have to. Um, oh, come on, okay. I don't know. I said before, when I become rich, I'm just gonna be that rich guy that just has like random exotic animals, just like chilling. You're gonna come to Mike my house. Tyson? And there's just like a panther, just like Mike Tyson with two tigers. Yeah, like I'm just gonna have a panther just chilling there in my living room. Just make sure it's like, pink. Like, oh, okay, guys, could you, come wait, wait, JJ, could you, could you bear it? Can I make the worst transition I think I've ever, I'm ever going to hear in this show? Yes. yes. Okay, I have permission? Why am I asking permission? I'm in charge of the show. Yes, you do. So, bears, right? Bears, they can be gummy bears. And sometimes it's gummy bears. They're vitamins. And the vitamins, a type of vitamin, is a Flintstone vitamin. I actually yeah. really like that. Lara goes to the next story. A Florida man dressed as Fred Flintstone becomes a subdivision celebrity with his custom car. Sorry, custom smart car. Excuse me. Oh, that changes everything. Oh, yeah. Fred Flintstone knows how to time travel. Back in November of 2018, Don Schwartz drove around the Wessel Chapel area in a smart car that was customized to look a lot like the iconic Flintmobile. On November 4th, the Pasco Sheriff found this opportunity as a photo shoot. The sheriff said in his Facebook, quote, a very special thank you to Mr. and Mrs. Don and Trina Schwartz for being such great sports. Yeah, but that would do. I wanted to say it. I know you did. End quote. Mr. Flintstone himself was found in his looks to be dressed up sick, sick how do you say Psycon. it? Psycon IQ. I said it before, but here we go. Not only was the car dressed up, but he was dressed up as well. I like that this comes from altdriver.com. Yeah. The guy's alt. He's different. He's the one, he doesn't dry. get him. Fred Flintstone got how, his driver's license you, last how week. How are you a- were you gonna well, sing you that song in cursive? I, I'm Fred Flintstone. It was. Why is it called cursive? Because doesn't it sound like it's in cursive? No, it's all right. the indie girls. Y'all oh. see that one video of uh, Liz Gillies going off about seal singers? She calls them seal singers. She went on. It was it was one of the funniest videos I've seen. And she started off like I think I could quote it too. She goes, "You guys remember 
couple of years ago when every singer sounded like this. And then she goes on to say, yeah, now all the singers sound like they're from England. And when I look up interviews of them, they're not. And I think it needs a name. We'll call them seal singers. She is definitely outing Alessia Cara, Ellie Golding. Uh, Halsey. Halsey. Did seal. You, did you? No, they did. What did she do? Seal. She did a something for ABC for Disney night. And she sang part of your world. And she literally sounds like, I want to be where the people are. I'll show you later, but that's literally what she sounded like. And I'm just sitting there thinking, wow, she's unironically like this. It's it's like you see them in interviews. I had to look up an Alessia Carrier, Alessa Cara interview. And like first thing that pops up, of course, is Jimmy Fallon. And she's she sounds Fallon? she sounds Loki like Lara. She's very like when well, she's not imitating him writing Granger. She's just like very like normal tone and then she starts singing her song and it's like i'm sorry it's i seem uninterested and i'm like when did you become luna lovegood in your music you're just same as i am but yeah i don't know how to respond to that so fred flintstone you just want to sing in discord so yeah yabba dabba do that's gonna have to do this is the end of the morning buzz here at WMSC 90.3 FM. Please stay tuned. Tomorrow's show. Tomorrow is Caitlin Aristi Saba and Cam Martin, who's listening right now. Hi, Cam. I hope Hi. you're doing all right. Have a good day, Cam. And have a good day, everybody else. Goodbye. See ya.